Well, hello, little one. And what would you like for Christmas? I would like a podcast. A podcast, eh? Oh, well, let's see. Well, what kind would you like? Sports? Music? A funny one. Oh, right, well, uh, how does the Bernie Winters laughing sound? Has that got swearing in it? No, no, of course not. But uh, if you'd like something a little more edgy, how about the Youth of Joyce Choose Your Own Adventure Storybook? That doesn't sound sweary. Is there drinking in that one? No, no. Uh, okay. I uh, like it when they're drunk. Blimey, I'm um, okay. Uh, w- w- what about Ken Dodd's 14-hour lock-in? Does he get stuff wrong in it? Well, of course not. He. I like a podcast where they swear and they drink and they make mistakes about the telly and they don't even notice because of the drink. Right, okay. Uh... Here's the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour. That should be right up your street. But but if your parents ask, you did not get that from me, all right? Get in. On today's turtles, no doves, no, 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 wait. They partner Clint with Diana Dawes. Diana Dawes, yes. Diana Dawes, ladies and gentlemen, who I guarantee right now will have been sat in the green room with a glass of Pinot Noir. I'm telling you now. (laughs) I did go to um, to a Christmas costume party a couple of years back just with a crown on nothing else well i mean i was wearing clothes i mean the only sort of costume you had me worried i was like just the crown and um yeah my other half just sort of came along just wearing her normal clothes and people coming up and they're like who, who have you come as i says oh, i'm good king wentz and then they'd say well, were you and i go this is good king wentz's lass boom 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 i'll get Do- my coat you know punchlines is it fucking literal are you all right hello and welcome to the second christmas peggy mount calamity hour special i'm dr velvet i'm good king blackout and we're here to talk to you yet again about some festive telly Yes, hello you. Thanks for joining us for our casual cultural critique of Christmas television, where Britain's best-loved battle axe is never far from our minds, because here, all roads lead to the mountain. If you're new to us, you can find info links for the programme we're discussing over at PeggyMountPod.com, as well as links to our socials and all the places you can listen and subscribe. And before we deck anything with Bows of Holly, I've got to ask, what are you drinking? Sherry. What kind of sherry? Harvey's Bristol Cream. Of course. There isn't any other type of sherry. What's going on? Uh, what about you? Uh, I am on a can of McEwen's export. Oh, yeah, see? That didn't arrive in my hamper. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's not on. I love an export, me. Yep. <sighs> Apart from anything, I like the dress like the guy on the logo. Mm-hmm. I have that coat. I'm not even joking. He's massive I have that hat. coat. But enough about him. Hang <laughs> <laughs> I've turned into Frank Carson. It's Christmas. I've had a Christmas drink. Blackout. Here's what's happening. <laughs> telling you now. Right, okay. Anyway, I was I was about to tell a joke there. Um, but to be honest, I wasn't quick thinking enough. I didn't have a punchline. Unlike this lot. Punchlines was a half-hour game show from London Weekend Television, which ran on ITV from 1981 to 84. It was presented by comedian Lenny Bennett and revolves around the two teams of two contestants, one of which is a celeb, being given the feed line to a joke and having to remember the most suitable answer from an array of punchlines read out by a panel of celebrity guests. Think of it as like a cross between Blankety Blank and Cards Against Humanity, only without being quite as good as either and also having adverts. 
The episode we have watched tonight is the Christmas special, originally aired on the 24th of December, 1982. I absolutely love this. I should get a badge, actually, with that on, because so many of the programmes we discuss... Yeah. I loved back in the day, but mm-hmm. I really loved punchlines. Do you know what it is? It always felt like everyone was having such a laugh on there. Everyone was their mate. Yeah. They all knew each other, and it felt like they'd all met in the pub, had a few bevies, and just thought, oh, actually, by the way, we are actually here to do punchlines. Um, <laughs> should we just go on and do it? The punchlines was an afterthought. It was just a bunch of mates who'd met and thought, let's let's crack on. I had such high hopes for this episode. I do remember, I would have watched this back in the day. I don't specifically remember it. Mm. I had such high hopes for it with it being punchlines, with it being the Christmas Eve episode. Yeah. And with certain people who were on it, I thought, oh, this is just going to be light entertainment delight. This is going to be wonderfully chaotic. So entertaining. What an anticlimax. Despite it, veering over the line of good taste on a couple of occasions. Let's mm-hmm. leave let's leave that one to one side. Um, there is something nicely shambolic about this. Yeah. We're over, at this point, we're over a year into punchlines being broadcast on TV, and not one of the contestants or panellists has the first fucking clue about how the game works. At all. At all. The contestants, they're just picking random answers from the panel until a process of elimination finally scores them 10 points, and no one's really keeping track of the scores or really caring um can we let's yeah, yeah I've, I've got a bit about the um about the prizes here but let's talk about the show more first <laughs> no, no, that's fine that's fine let's let's well i'm gonna go into contestants uh yeah. clint good lord <laughs> never judged by appearances but all i'm gonna say is two words well it's actually one word which is hyphenated be fucked because <laughs> good god and who do they uh, who do they partner Clint with? They partner Clint with Diana Dawes. Diana Dawes, yes. Diana Dawes, ladies Fantastic and gentlemen, who I guarantee work. right now will have been sat in the green room with a glass of Pinot Noir. I'm telling you now. <laughs> telling you now. We've got to the I point like spends, where we're self-referencing. I like how she spends most of the show basically having a stare off with Faith Brown to decide who's got the most magnificent hair. Stop! 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 <laughs> Stop. Each of them just bearing their manes like furiously shimmering elemental clouds. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> my my notes right here state the following. Diana Dawes plus Faith Brown. Dash. Is there some beef there? Because Faith gives her punchline a Zaza Gabor. And uh-huh. she, re- she reads it out doing an impression. And Dawes goes, what's, what's Zaza Gabor got to do with that? Yep, yeah, she's basically like, the fuck is she doing? Is she, is, is she meant to fucking be on this programme? That's what she, that's yeah, what Diana yeah, Doss says. Yeah, we all know impressionists have got to shoehorn in mm-hmm. um, some kind of reason for them to, to, to showcase themselves as, a, as an impressionist. Yeah. And the protocol is, you know, to, to, to let that go. Other performers will go, yeah, they need to do that, so fair enough. Doors yeah. isn't. Uh-huh. Doors may as well have said... What are you talking like that for? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? She is not letting... There's, there's something has occurred. Something has occurred in the past or backstage, but something has occurred. I'm telling you now. Somewhere, somewhere on a cutting room floor, there's a bit of videotape with her just 
swiveling around in a chair and Lenny Bennett going, it's my punchline with that one again. Yeah, right? Right? <laughs> or, I thought she was going to go around the lamper. You know that, yeah. Or Doors saying, you know, punchlines, is it fucking literal? <laughs> <sighs> Meanwhile, the other contestant is uh, Chrissy mm. and Chrissy's off first. She gets a consolation prize of 12 bottles of champagne and some glasses. That That is what Chrissy gets for losing Ted Rogers. Ted Rogers is up at Yorkshire Television weeping at the extravagance of it all. <laughs> you know what? You know what? It's Moet and Chandon. So Yeah, they do. You know. That's 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 like in the 80s, 40 quid a bottle. That's a hell of a price for well, then. That's London Weekend Television, isn't it? That's where the... Uh, it? Well, yeah, you're right. That's where is. the budget goes. Uh, and she gets partnered with Freddie Starr. Oh, we all know Freddie Starr, of course. He was uh, a man who basically looks like he's having a chemically induced breakdown for the entire show. Freddie Starr, right? So back in the day, in 19, this is nineteen eighty two, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve, nineteen eighty two. Nine year old me would have leapt up and down at the prospect of Freddie Starr being on a show because Freddie was renowned for just being that element of chaos, that chaos demon that would have just—he's the naughty schoolboy in the class. Now that you do surprise me, because mm-hmm. while obviously, I know when you when we're talking about blankety blank. Your sort of gold standard for that is Kenny Everett, and he does that so well. I would have had Freddie Starr, in sort of your eyes, more as being on the same shelf as Mike Reed, where there's just something inherently oh. untrustworthy oh. about the guy. I'm just I'm yes. looking at him on this, and I'm like, yes. this is why. I, it's not that I've ever sort of disliked him. I could never connect to his no, comedy. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. I, I, there is that. And and you know what? You can tell fellow performers who were on stage with him felt the same thing. Right. There was a free son of absolute danger. Yeah. Oh God, with, yeah. With, <laughs> without a doubt. But but as a nine year old kid, he represented chaos. He represented oh anything could happen here, and he's just gonna turn it all upside down, and it's gonna be hilarious. Wow. Bennett, Lenny Bennett is having none of it. All of a sudden, Bennett knows he's not in control of that room. Absolutely, and he doesn't like it. Whether whether Bennett's on the clock or whatever, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but the, the, it's not happening. The, clearly, something's been said. We've, we've literally got 20 minutes here, mind. Wrap it up. Just get on with the game. And they have to because, let's face facts, round one goes on forever <laughs> even he mentions that that is quite nice <laughs> oh. so who else have we got as celebrity panellists we've got Judy Gridley uh, I looked her up she used to be in Coronation Street I sort of recognised the face but I didn't who yeah, the fuck was, is Albert Pontefract who the know. fuck now is again, Albert Pontefract I recognised the face I have no idea where I think he's just one of these people that would crop up on panel shows yeah but, uh, yeah, and, and Alison Clare, who is like a fish out of water in this, by the way. Yeah. Um, interesting bit of trivia for you. Uh-huh. Isla St. Clare was born mm. on the Isle of St. Clare, just off the northeast coast of Scotland. Her parents called her that to commemorate it because the island was demolished in 1953 to make way for a gas pipeline. It's true that. You can look it up. Oh, I think I'd better. We've got singer and actor Joe Brown bringing his own bit of sort of East End menace. Joe um, Brown. He was the 80s Danny Dyer. Well, speaking of which, yeah. why does Joe Brown 
sounds so much like Alan Ford. This is Joe Brown. I got a red one that glows in the dark. <laughs> this is Bricktop in Snatch. You're always going to have problems lifting a body in one piece. And this is Joe Brown. Train it to jump over fences. And this is Bricktop again. As greedy as a pig. And I'll let you work out which one this is. Again whilst I'm walking and I'll cut your fucking Jacobs off. Joe Brown is basically there, he's about to feed you to the pigs. The, Good o- Lord. the only reason Good he's Lord. on edge is because he doesn't know which way Freddy Starr's gonna go. So he's just yeah. he's just yeah. trying to fucking yeah. take his measure of the room. <laughs> Good songwriter of a daughter. Oh hell yeah. She never knew when to stop. Anyway, go on. <laughs> Meanwhile, bottom right hand corner, Kenny Lynch, coolest cat on the block there. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Again, Lynchy. completely out of place on the show, but you know, bless him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But he was a he was a he was a mainstay. He he was back series after series. Yeah. Um, but then again, yeah, there was a, there was a, there was a core uh, core set of punchliners who were who were constantly back. Like, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good old good old Lynchy. So we we wade through the different variations of the game. Uh, yeah. Where they they're changing seats, they're doing whatever. Basically, repetition of the same rules. Now, now, now. Here's a point that I know you will have picked up on. I'm telling you now. If you haven't got this written down in your notes, I personally will get the train down to Cleo Lane's house, and I will do the opening number from Riverdance on her doorstep. All right. Uh huh. I'm gonna say three words. Good King Wenceslas. You know what? She says it about three times. I know. And I'm like, is is that... Do, do I look that up? And then I'm like, no, no, maybe I just sort of imagined... No, she definitely mm-hmm. said that, didn't she? Is she... Yeah. I haven't looked this up since... She is getting it wrong, isn't she? It's not me. It's not my it's not imagination. Because that, uh, would, that wouldn't scan with the song, would it? That would just be wrong. Yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, that's it's fine. not, Thank it's you. not Thank just you. you. No, it's not just you. Because I know from when I was a kid... People used to say "Good King Wenceslas" uh, because okay. I'm I'm convinced that a lot of people thought the lyrics to the song were "Good King Wenceslas last looked out Get on the feast of Stephen," and that's where the so misconception that's what saying here is it? She's basically saying "Good King Wenceslas," and I thought, uh huh, it isn't. The title <sighs> is "Good King Wenceslas last." He might. And uh, and this is this is a, a fundamental error, and that's obviously th- these these lines have got to be passed through production, etc., etc., etc. With uh-huh. common misnomer that people used to call it "Good King Wenceslas" back in the day. I know that from school. It was only in later years that I actually realised it's actually "Good King Wenceslas Lass," and that must have carried on nationally through this country, creating all kinds of offence. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did go so, to a um to a Christmas costume party a couple of years back just with a crown on nothing else well i mean i was wearing clothes i mean the only sort of costume you had me worried i was like just the crown and um yeah me other half just sort of came along just wearing her normal clothes and people coming up and they're like who, who have you come as i says oh, i'm good king wentz and then they'd say well were you and i go this is good king wentz's lass boom 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 i'll get do- my coat do you know what i mean it's on the hook i'll show you <laughs> But it's it's no, on the it's, cutting room floor, right? <laughs> yeah. So there you go. That's that. If people ever said to me, "Why are you singing that hymn wrong?" I'm sorry. Punchlines taught me my knowledge of Christmas carols. <laughs> anyway, at the end of the day, Lenny gives no fucks, and 
Speaking he, of which. No, no, yeah. No, no, really. He gives no fucks. And he gives Clint a Ferguson Video Stars the prize. He's not meant uh-huh. to. He's supposed to, give him, he's supposed to give him some hi-fi equipment. But no, he gets the VCR. He's away with a Ferguson Video Star. Kaboom. Question. I. How many pegs would you put in the Ferguson Video Star? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'd press the button so that the, uh, so the top flap bits up. <laughs> right. And then... I would slot along there probably five glittery pegs out of what, nine? Nine, there are, okay. There are yeah, better nine, episodes nine. than this, but it's good fun yeah. when it works. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is all right. It's there. I've um, I've put six pegs into the top loader, uh-huh. and I've pressed it down, and i pressed rewind, and it's, it's it, everything's gone fucking everywhere. There's bits of fucking wood splinters and all oh, kinds, but no. it still worked. It's six. It's fine. It's Christmas. Blackout, it's Christmas. It is. How many, how many steps up the Ferguson video star will it take you <laughs> to get to the Montagna? I can do it in three. <laughs> this episode of Punchlines features Isla St. Clair, who appeared with Russell Harty on his chat show in 1981 in the same episode as... Leonard Rossiter, who starred in the 1968 musical classic Oliver, as did Peggy Mount. No, we are not playing a game. This is very serious. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Very good, very good, very good. What about yourself? Well, I can do it in two. Mm. That was very Frankie Howard. Well done. <laughs> okay. This episode of Punchlines features Diddy David Hamilton, who we haven't mentioned up until now, but is an absolute stalwart of any 80s panel show. God bless him. His dulcet toads appeared in an episode of Two in Clover, the 1970 forgettable sitcom starring Sid James, who was, of course, one eponymous half of George and the Dragon, along with... Peggy Marr. Straws to find out who shall play Father Christmas. Lovely yeah. bit of business. Yes, indeed, a lovely bit of business. Wonderful. Oh, that was punchlines. Good lord. That wraps up the second episode of the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour Christmas Special. Oh, there's a few more to come. Blackout's got your socials. Yes, thanks once again for being with us. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email PeggyMountPod at gmail.com or we are PeggyMountPod on the Twitter and the Facebook. You'll hear from us again tomorrow. Oh, yes, and still it goes on. Until then, keep mountain. Peggy Mount Calamity Hour is a free podcast from iCall Media which holds production copyright. Opinions and recollections expressed are not to be taken as fact. The title and credit of music is by Dr. Velvet. Audio segments from television programs are presented for review and informational purposes only under fair use, and no ownership of these is claimed or implied by this show. For more information, visit PeggyMountPod.com. At Greens or Debenhams, you'll find the exciting Atari games for all the family, like Star Raiders, Pac-Man, and the fabulous E.T., so get the Atari console for $89.95 and the cartridges from $14.95 and have Christmas pictures developed by Kodak saving 20% at Greens at Debenhams. Where can you find Christmas presents people will love opening? Whether they enjoy discovering new worlds or new hobbies, the latest high-tech games, relaxing music or heavy rock, watching videos people can't wait to see, joining in the fun and games, 
or drawing and painting. You'll also find all sorts of Christmas decorations, including advent calendars. There's more to discover at WH Smith.